What's brewing ATX? Ian Grossman here alongside Mr. Jonathan Ratcliffe. He is ready to go. We are Gregless today, but Greg, you're in our hearts as always. Um, we've got a good one for you today. So we're back in it, back in a groove, and we're going to give you guys a little market update. Uh, the, the real estate market has been a little bit crazy here over the last couple months. We just kind of want to answer some questions, get some things uh, cleared up. A lot of people are asking things that uh, there, I think there's a lot of misunderstandings. Correct. Would you agree with that? Correct. So we're going to clear it up. We're going to hit you with uh, a market update from the last month here in Austin. Going to talk a little bit about interest rates and then answer some of those questions, some of those myths that we've been hearing people say. As always, remember this is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world to interviews with local small businesses and those making a big impact in our community. And, of course, we feature local beer, wine, spirit, each week so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to us. Hit us with that five-star rating if you like what you hear. And we're going to go uh, no weekly brew today, which is a little bit change of a change-up, but we've got a lot to cover. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, first, we're not drinking anything special today. Well, well, maybe it is special. It is special. We're not drinking the same thing. Jonathan hit up the local Whole Foods flagship to get some what? Just a little drip coffee, regular, a little splash of honey, and some oat milk. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Nice and hot. I swung by another local favorite, Summer Moon, for, of course, some cold brew when it's in the 90s. Got to keep it cold. Well, I also drink it when it's 40 degrees yeah, out. But you just um, cold brew. shout out to Summer Moon. They just opened a location in Circle C, which is my neighborhood. So pumped about that, and I've visited quite a few times already. Shout out to Whole Foods for keeping everything sanitary. Everything sanitary. Walked in there, had all the, every place you go, hand sanitizers, they got it all figured out, man. It's amazing what these places have done, the pivot they've made. Yeah. Um, hopefully they'll keep it up because, as we know, cases are starting to rise starting again in Austin. Spike. Maybe that's a weekly brew topic. Starting to spike the last few days. Is it because of the protests? Is it because of Memorial know, Day? Texas opening up like crazy or Memorial Day? Yeah, it's it's wild what's happening right now yeah. in the world. So let's jump into it, Jonathan. What did we see last month in the Austin area? So first, I want to point out that we have been – Thankfully, we have resources um, as realtors and being a part of, you know, the number one brokerage um, in the country or in the world, I guess, suppose. Uh, we hear from all the big economists and what's going on, what's to expect or to be expected in, in the, you know, coming months and remainder of the year. Um, this isn't going to be super um, detailed on all the little nuances that we can get into. This is high level. We just want to answer some questions and kind of give you an understanding of where we're at today and clear up some things that, um, like he said, people may be confused about. So first thing um, we can talk about is just what's happening with sales prices. Um, people think that, you know, is our sales prices all of a sudden going to drop? Um, Ian, how would you respond to that? Our sales price is dropping. Well, First of all, when we look at the report that just came out in 
Austin in the Austin area, the median sales price is three twenty five, which is up from last year, three yeah. percent. Um, so they always put these reports out every month. They show year over to year changes. Um, so sales prices are up this year. No, sales prices, sales home values are not expected to drop. So if you're mm-hmm. sitting on the sidelines saying, you know, this is a crazy time, I should probably wait till 2021 or, or you know, sometime in the ne- next couple of years because the market is going to collapse. From what we're seeing, from what we've heard from s- s- some experts on the economy, it's likely not going to happen. And not just that, like we look at the, we look at the facts and what we do see is that uh, the actual number of closed sales in the month of April. Now, mind you, March is when everything started going ballistic and people were like freaking out. Deals so, were being canceled because people lost their jobs. Yep. And then that bled into April, which April was really the true month of seeing data. Uh, and so April, we saw a 21% um, drop from, I guess, year over year from actual closed sales. Um, that said, prices still have gone up. Um because you can look at a few other things like, you know, days on market, months of inventory. We're going to talk about that in a second. But just because the amount of sales have slowed down or because people are freaking out and, you know, maybe some sellers are holding out for a little while or some buyers are deciding to wait for a little bit until they make a move, that does not mean the sales prices are going down. And so, you know, I've had a couple of clients contact me that have been on the fence about buying and they don't necessarily need to buy or maybe they want to upgrade and they've said, hey, you know, uh, what if we just go out and throw out an offer, uh, you know, 20 or 30% less? I'm like, it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, th- they're talking that we we're talking 50 to a hundred thousand dollars dropping prices have not changed. If anything, they've only gone up a little bit. So just want to clear the air on that one. That's a real, that's probably the most important one that we get asked about all the time. And there's a difference between a specific house. Is it, is it possible that, you know, X house in X neighborhood, Sellers desperate, yep. they accept a lower offer because of their situation. Yes, it's of course it's possible. Right, um, one or two homes in an area, or even twenty homes in the city that are now discounting their prices does not mean that home values are dropping across the board. Right, it just means their specific situation calls for them wanting to get a deal done sooner than than later and and by the way this isn't like oh that they're, they're out there everywhere it's like oh we got lucky we happen to be looking in this neighborhood we found one seller that's like you know wanting to part ways and maybe been on the market for a little bit and need to sell it so in the market you know when we start seeing foreclosures and people that aren't able to pay for their their mortgage um that's when you might see home values begin to drop this is very different than 2008 in 2008, people were getting loans because they had a heartbeat. Lenders were not verifying assets, income. They were literally just handing loans out like candy. Right. And obviously, when the market crashed, then people couldn't pay for their homes. So the banks had to buy them, and that's that's what really drove that. This is very different. For a buyer to get a loan these days, they have very strict standards, and it's put people in a lot of – a strong position to even if they lost their job, banks are working with them and, and they're doing everything they can to make sure that um, people don't, you know, have to have their house foreclosed on. Right. And and I think what what's going to also support some of this is days on market. 
so let's get into that. Um, as of right now, we're seeing 43 days on market, which is nine days lower than last year this time. So that, again, supports, because there are fewer days on market, sales prices are more than likely not going to drop either from that. Um, I mean, it's it's hard. I just put an offer in yesterday for a client, and it's zero days on market, meaning they just put it on that day. So first day, and all of a sudden, we have two other offers to compete with against. Yep. And boom, sales price is increasing from that. And it was right. It was We gave a full price offer. It was right where it should be you know, in terms of the value of it. So it's, it's still very competitive. And right now we happen to be jumping into the time where, you know, in between school years, um, the summer times, you know, here, this is the time that people are moving leases are ending. So they're deciding to buy, you know, so it's, it's hot season right now. Yeah. And that, that 43 days on market, um, you come into the, the core of Austin, right? Central Austin, you're looking in a lot of areas at less than five days on market. Like oh yeah. If yeah. you're under five hundred thousand, and your house is in a shithole, it's it's in decent to good to great condition. It's going to sell most likely multiple offers over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. We're we're talking the entire Austin MSA, mm-hmm. so Round Rock, Georgetown, all these outskirts where houses might sit, you know, for for two or three months. Um, those are kind of a rarity. If it's priced right in you know a 30 mile radius of austin like these things 43 is very high uh, i'll just yeah. say that and if you're if you're listening to this and you're wondering you know can i get access yes if you go to abor.com austin board of realtors um you look under i believe it's market statistics or publications in the market statistics it's on like the first page yeah it comes out every month it's a nice looking graphic and it gives you all of this information that we're we're discussing today, or we can just email it to you guys. So feel or, free to email exactly. email our uh, or, or send us an Instagram. We'll we'll get you anything you need. And they break it up by city of Austin, Hayes, different counties, Hayes County, Travis County. So you can see the different reports of what's going on, where you're looking, or where you're living. Right. Just shoot us a message at What's Brewing ATX on Instagram. We'll get you anything you need, sir. Um, what else do we got? Chat about months of inventory. Okay. What does that mean? Months of inventory, um, six months of inventory is considered a balanced market. We have for a while been in a seller's market, meaning sellers have a little bit more power than the buyers um, because we're so buyer heavy and um, you know interest rates have been great. In Austin, uh, right now, we have 2.1 months of inventory, which is very, very, very much so a seller's market. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the difference from last year, Ian? It's down 0.2 months. So, so it's down a little so bit. So what that means is if we went without putting any other homes on the market, um, from now it would take 2.1 months for us to run out of homes to sell. Of inventory, yeah. Um, so, you know, in, in other markets um, or buyer's markets, rather, it'll literally take 6 to 12 months and you're in – you know, for, for inventory to go up here, it's 2.1 months. It's insane. And that's, again, we're talking about Austin area, right? which includes suburbs. If you look at the city of Austin, I believe right now it's close to one month. Yeah. It might even be under one month or the month, you know, last month's report was just under one right. month, which is insane. Like yeah. seller's market, there's 
there's too many buyers out there for the inventory that's available. Well, in, in Austin particular, I mean, there's so many people that are coming here. There's not enough. The builders can't necessarily keep up with everything. Um, I, I, I just like to say that, like, I'm a strong believer in the Austin market, regardless of um, whether I'm a realtor or not. Like, I'm also an investor. I have, you know, three investment properties. Like, I think it's very important to realize that all these things measure up to a strong future. But, um, but let's talk about the the next few months coming up. You know, what what are some um, some trends? I guess we can talk about that. You know, what kind of questions are we getting? Um, well. People want us naturally to know what's going to happen in the future. You know, they expect us to have that crystal ball. Right. We both wish we had the crystal ball. Um, you know, we ask, we're, we're asked, you know, what's a proper, what's going to happen to this property value over the next year, the next six months. I had a client the other day ask me in some of these neighborhoods, can you give me an idea of property values over the next five years? Mm-hmm. And that is extremely hard to do. That's almost comical, yeah. We can look at history and draw some conclusions and make some predictions, but to be able to predict what's going to happen in a neighborhood over five years I means so much can change. Well, especially right now with a pandemic going on and, you know, we're seeing that, like we said, seeing them spike again and, you know, is it going to get way worse before it gets better? Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's almost impossible to, to say where we're going to be. However, so one of the the big questions I've gotten from people that own homes that are thinking of selling is, is now a good time to sell my house with everything going on? Well, luckily we're in an, in the age of, of technology playing a huge factor in getting homes sold. And what I mean by that is between photography and other other uh, forms of of marketing your home. Virtual tours. There's virtual tours, which include there's this Matterport technology, which essentially drops a camera in a room and gives you a 360 degree tour uh, or a, a virtual uh, view of the room, and you can essentially walk through a house by clicking through it. Um, obviously, video is huge now, so taking a video walkthrough of your listings to make sure that people get a good idea. If a home's vacant then people can go walk through it. Yeah. Um, the issue at the beginning of this was people that lived in their homes that didn't want buyers walking through. through. Yep. And in that case, I would strongly suggest, you know, checking to see if they have a Matterport tour, the 3D tour, or the video walkthrough. And guess what? People are making offers on homes just based off those video tours. Yeah. Without ever stepping foot inside the home, they're putting offers because they know the competitive nature of the market right now. Since since Corona started, two clients. I've had one on the selling side and one on the buy side. Sight unseen, just seen either pictures, Matterport or the virtual tour. Um, one of them was a video that they made an offer, closed on it, and everything. And we're it's yeah. been two months that's passed now. So uh, it it happens pre all this stuff going on, but now more so than anything. Yeah, I mean we're actually seeing. Uh, the numbers online spike as well for people who are, you know, going on our websites and, and clicking on different ads, like people are home. And of course they're utilizing technology more than ever. So totally. So, so <laughs> yes, if you're looking to sell your home, people are still going and viewing homes, um, whether it's in person or virtually, and they're ready to still act on it yep. as well. And let's, let's kind of pivot that to, 
are buyers still, are there still enough buyers out there looking? Yeah. So you can get multiple offers on your house. And we kind of talked to this before, but what have you seen with, with interest rates? Yeah. So interest rates, um, they kind of have had hovered for a while, uh, at, you know, almost historic lows for a while prior to the pandemic. Um, it kind of went up a little bit when I say a little bit still in the high threes, it was like 3.75 in that area. And then over the last few weeks, we've seen it drop pretty dramatically. The store right before we got on here, he was just telling me how one of his clients got a 2.99 30 year fixed rate. Yep. For those that don't know much about interest rates, that's absurd. That's like, I mean, that's gotta be historic low, right? Or, or among best. Um, to be able to get that, it makes a huge difference. If you're looking at a, a house, you know, if you locked in a rate at 3.75, you'd probably be looking at a couple hundred dollars more a month Yeah, in a monthly a month. payment, uh, as opposed to 2.99%, 2.99%, 5% down payment, um, 30 year fixed loan. The cool thing about it, if you're like, well, are they going to continue to go down? I know my lender, one of the, the main lenders that I work with, and some might offer this as well, but they offer a float option. So they give you kind of one freebie. Let's say you lock in a rate at 2.99 and you go under contract and then next week you see a dip down to 2.75. They will allow you to f- do one a one-time float down where you can lock in at a lower rate. And keep in that mind, not insane. everybody does this. but Not everybody does this. So ask your, ask your lender. Some might charge for it, but in the in the grand scheme of things, it might be worth it to even pay a little bit to get that lower rate over 30 years. Um which, which also, not even just buying or selling, if you own a home and maybe you've owned it for a little while, a couple of years, even a year, this is an awesome time to refinance. Oh, yeah. So if you need, you know, again, a couple of lenders that might be helpful to you, please shoot us an, uh, a message on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. We'll get you over a couple of lenders that can talk to you about refinancing. Yeah, right at the beginning of, in, in February, I decided to refinance. Yep. The close, it's just like when you buy a home, you're looking at around a 30-day close. Um, we wound up closing right in the midst of all the, all the COVID stuff. Like it was kind of actually toward the beginning, we did a mobile notary. So I did it from my couch. Um, I wound up saving close to $400 a month That's insane. on my monthly payment. And you might say, well, yeah, doesn't it cost, there doesn't it cost money to refinance. There are closing costs, but they roll that into the loan and, the thing is, when you're refinancing, usually your property, if you've bought in the last few years, it's likely your property value has gone up, so you have equity in the home already. Uh, so it's just, a, in, in a lot of instances, it's a very smart decision to make, but talk to a lender. Yeah, I'm lucky that the, the one that I spoke with, I have a good relationship with him, and I said, is this a good time to do this? And for a while, he was like, where the rates are now? No, I don't think it's worth it if they dip to this. Let's pull the trigger. They dipped, boom, locked me in. Got it done. We were good to go. So um, it's just one of those things where you got to uh, be ready to do it and, and ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask. It doesn't, you're not obligated. Just like if you ask us a question about the real estate market, you're not obligated to buy a house right now or sell your home. Right. And and I guess we started talking about for buyers, is this a good time and all? You know, again, we talked about it. If you are in, the position where you have, you know, your job security, you've been thinking about buying anyway. Um, 
again, we, we strongly believe in Austin, but there are other markets that are strong as well. If you're listening outside of the Austin area, yes, it is a great time to buy one interest rates are, are going to stay here for a bit. Uh, I heard yesterday or was it yesterday, or the day before that feds are sticking to these rates through the end of 2021, which, you know, wow. we don't know. There's still some fluctuations in the daily rate, but generally speaking, we're going to be here for a little bit. Um, and two, um, you know, maybe this is an opportunity time. That's what I think of it. And that's why I bought an investment property two months ago, closed on it as um, with a 3.8% interest rate on an investment property, which I bought. Investment, just so you know, is usually a higher interest rate. By like almost 1%. Yeah, than if you're getting as a primary residence. So two years ago, I bought a house for as a primary residence with a 4.25% rate, which at the time was great. Mm -hmm. Now I have an investment property, which normally is 1% higher at 3.8%. Seven five. Anyway, that being said, this is a good time, potentially an opportunity time to buy. And for the sellers out there, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with with this pandemic. We don't know how things change. We know right now that you can still get the top value for your home based on current trends, like prices have not dropped or anything like that. Um, right now in this market. You know, this is still a great time to sell. It's very much a seller's market, and you might even get a multiple offer situation if you price it aggressively. So, you know, kind of on both ends, it's it's a great time to make something happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is not coming from just a couple of realtors talking about real estate here. This is from investors, from people who are looking at the market every day and getting the updates from from economists. It's it's a good time. Yeah, and I think some of the trends we see, like in in new construction. Some of the builders that I've had clients interested in that I've spoken to are saying they're, they've had a revolving door since all of this started. People are buying new construction left and right. Yep. And Jonathan knows, I mean, he's a, a, a great case study on buying new construction yeah. and turning it into a rental property. So one of the great things with new communities is if you get in early enough, they build, especially with the demand they have right now, they build in price increases. Every X amount of houses they sell, which is usually like every five houses they sell, they bump up the prices. They're not lowering prices. They're bumping them up. So when you buy a home early in a neighborhood, maybe in the 300s, in a year, when they're still building in that neighborhood, that same house could be going for 325 330 maybe higher. You bought in a neighborhood when the the prices were in the low two hundreds. Yeah. So the, an easy way to look at it is, um, look at it in phases as well. So a lot of times these communities will say, Oh, we have four phases or eight phases or three phases. Usually with each phase, um, there's probably 50 or so homes, maybe it depends. Yeah. It depends on the on. neighborhood. But, um, what every time, every time we go from phase to phase, it's typically somewhere in the 10 to $15,000 increase in pricing. So I happened to buy in phase one at a home two and a half years ago, uh, bought it for two twenty one, and it was just on the outskirts, like near the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, that same house, uh, right now they're already building the last and final phase of that community four fa- or three phases in. And it, you could probably, I could probably sell that for 275 285 right now in two years in two, two and years. And a half years um literally would make a 50 plus thousand dollar you know increase on that and then the same situation the house that i bought um at in during this pandemic in march see i put my money down in november um which means i've had you know 
eight months or seven months now um, of increase. Yeah. And because because I put my money down in November, they started building. They've been selling a lot since then. Um, they're already in the next phase as well. And my same exact house is now selling for fifteen thousand dollars more. And I, I just closed in on six it a months. month and a half ago. And like, and two months ago. This is in a neighborhood that it's called Parker Station. Yep. And I had some clients that were interested. I called them. They have no inventory available. The only thing you can do is build from from scratch right now, which you're looking at anywhere from six ish to eight months, depending on the builder. Yeah. So just shows the demand is there. The yeah. supply is not. And that's going to continue to drive prices up. Yep. I've been fortunate to pick some neighbors in that same community. And we have – the clients would go. They look at houses that are getting built of the same model. Um, and they say, okay, I like this model. And right now they're, you know, three, four months waiting for their home. And so we're under contract on those homes. But they don't have any – all they see is the lot, the yep. dirt that it's going to be on. So Insane. Anyhow. Um, but – uh, I guess last thing we can kind of mention is just what we expect, you know, for the next six months or so, because that's the question, you know, what's going to happen again. We don't really know. Um, what we think though, is it probably still, we probably still will see some blips with, in terms of the Home actual sales, sales volume. Yep. Yeah. How many sales are, um, you know, closing. And I just want to point out, that's usually what gets the headline. Yeah. So when you're, when you're, you know, searching on, you know, any of these Austin, uh, you know, culture map or uh, any of the, the Austin news sites. And all over Austin the country. Bit, yeah, all over the, all over the place. But when if you're looking hyper-local, um, you'll see Austin home sales down 21%. And you're like, holy shit, that's like really scary. But you got to look at the everything that we just talked about today. Yeah. And while home sales, there's less homes selling, there's still a lot of buyers out there and still very little inventory. And, and prices are not – the actual value is not necessarily mm-hmm. going down. In fact, it's going up. So um, we'll see some some blips on that end, but, you know, we still foresee it looking pretty strong. And, and some of the economists that we've talked about, you know, through the end of 2020 going into 21, it'll probably start recovering and even being at record level potentially. So um, – as of right now, if I think we went through the end of the year, we would break a record, right? In terms of, well, many records. That's what Mark Sprague, the, the economist we listened to last week, yeah. he still thinks 2020 is going to be a record-breaking year. That's and insane. 2021, higher than that. Let's leave them with, look at what's coming to Austin. Apple's got a billion-dollar campus coming. Yeah. Uh, Amazon. Google's building is going up right now. Well, it's not Google's building, but the building they're renting downtown, which yep. would be 5,000 employees. Uh, Amazon is they just signed a lease up in Round Rock for a new warehouse. Mm-hmm. So these are all just jobs. Oracle's expanding their campus out in East Riverside. Um, so jobs are, are still coming. What's Tesla doing? To Austin. And there's rumors of, of Tesla coming here to Austin. So We'll see. We shall see. If you guys have questions, please, again, message us at What's Brewing ATX on Instagram. Um, we are not afraid to uh, answer any questions, reach out. We're not giving any final conclusive answers on what's going to happen, but uh, we are definitely a resource for you. So um, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, as always, please uh, follow us at What's Brewing ATX on Instagram and uh, feel free to give us that five-star review if we deserve it, wherever you're listening. And uh, hey, if you guys know anyone, let's let's go ahead and ask the question. 
who do you want to see or who do you want to hear on our next podcast? Mm. We uh, would love to talk to some local business owners. Uh, we have a couple lined up coming coming in this in the uh, next few weeks, but we'd love to if if you're listening and and you have a business or you know somebody, send them our way. We'd love to have them on the show. Love it. All right, guys. Until yeah. next week. Cheers. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.